part two of my interview with Amy, Dave and Nikita. If you've not checked out part one, have a look in your feed and do that before you listen to this one. Take care and enjoy. Are there kind of any practices that you think kind of stand out in terms of their marketing? And is there kind of any particular ones that kind of this year that you think have done a really good job? So I'm going to ask that of Dave. Oh, so for me, this is always the hard question. I'm awful when it comes to providing like good examples or precedents. So that's like Nikita, Nikita and I working started working on a podcast that's going to apparently be all about finding good examples and I have literally nothing to contribute to it. Honestly, I think, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's tough to say. Maybe I should just pass it on because I think Nikita and Amy have like loads of different examples. I think, I think, I don't, I don't see it as much as there are single practices that do every aspect of marketing really well and they like really stand out because they're amazing marketers. I think mm. it's more about individual, the small noticeable points of difference, things that they've just done a little bit differently that stand yeah. out to me. They overall might not be great marketers, but the one thing I, they, they have just like one stroke of genius and I really appreciate yeah. them for that. Like the people that I um, ask to be on my podcast are oftentimes not doing that much marketing, but one aspect of their marketing is done really well. Yeah. And that's why I love them. So I, I, I think, I don't know, that's not really giving you specific examples, but uh, except uh, maybe listen to my podcast to find out some yeah. examples, audience. <laughs> yeah. But he hasn't got any, remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll I don't have any. You have to tune in to I'll find out. Just, there are none. Yeah. just listen to mine. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> same question you, to you, Nikita. Um, so, what kind of, yeah. are there particular practices that you think have got good standout kind of examples in terms of what they do and how they market themselves? Yeah, I mean, one that comes to mind um, is I think they're pronounced um, Kuzman or Kuzman Architects, and they're running this um, design challenge at the moment called um, 10 by 3. That's um, my client. And they're, exactly, well, there you go. Well, Dave, I'll handle it back. No, no, Nikita, Nikita, please do the work for me, please. <laughs> In case well, he gets it wrong. Now I'm gonna, yeah. Now I'm gonna get it wrong. And, um, uh, no, but anyway, Dave, you can, yeah, talk, talk to that. No, oh, I honestly feel terrible. Please, please continue. Please continue. <laughs> well, I'm not, not going to take your example. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I just want to regain some territory and say I do know yeah, some okay. examples. They're my clients, and I always forget them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they're running a design, a design challenge, which I thought is um, a great way to, I guess, yeah, get some traction. Um, and then Anthony Richardson from the Designer Motive, he's obviously creating these short videos. And, um, yeah, it's just, I think, doing things that's not directly related to a firm's own work, you know, but it can yeah. kind of step outside and, and showcase your your skills rather than just, like, I think a lot of architects just focus on the end product, you know, or the end project. Yeah. Um, like this is what we see. And you never really see all the behind the scenes and that's where the value is added, right? Like anyone can show you a picture of a pretty building, but yeah, well, how did you get there? Um, Absolutely. And, and that also I think helps them get better clients because, you know, you're not going to get these clients that change their mind 10,000 times and, and then, or, you know, ask for a, something, a change overnight because they understand like what goes into it and what they're paying for. So, yeah, I think that's a... Brilliant. It was a great strategy, Dave. <laughs> 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 yeah. did, you, did you have any kind of examples of practices who are doing marketing yeah. really well at the moment? 
Oh, look, I think I think a lot of the um, smaller practices um, are doing really well. I think they're just I think they're just testing stuff out. You know, like they're testing things out and trying it and adapting and um, but moving forward and and keeping things interesting. Um, one practice um, who I work with here locally, they um, before the, before starting working with me, they they took on some advice around their social media, mostly around working with a copywriter and and finding their tone of voice and but also just finding their personality and being comfortable with that. And really through all of last year, through 2020, they really implemented that and just were themselves. So, you know, they were authentic and, and just put who they were forward. And actually it's just worked beautifully for them. So for their name's Maytree Studios and they have um, grown immensely over that time just by being themselves, you know, because they connect with people who are actually like-minded, you know, they end up getting clients who yeah. know who they are straight up, they're straight shooters, um, but also they're very personable. And I think I think if you can if you can combine some kind of level of authenticity with, um, you know, a tone of voice that represents who you are, adapt as you're going, um, I think you, you're going to get a great audience that comes along for the ride for the long term. Brilliant. Thank you for that. Um, and now I guess I am going to go a bit back slightly to kind of social media and kind of, now Dave, I know when you you said that, you know, two years ago, Armos was looking at Instagram and things like that. So yeah. if you're a practice who's starting out now, are there kind of particular tips that you can give them if they want to get going with social media and digital or should they not bother? Oh, it's a really, it's a really big question in terms of how, how big is your portfolio going to be your biggest strength? And I know that I'm probably very traditional there, but if the best thing you could possibly do is roll out like an immaculate, amazing portfolio that is like far above average in the industry, like make sure that you've got some self-awareness and you're looking at your work and going, is this work legit? If your work is super legit, way, way above the average in the industry, genuinely, then Instagram is probably going to be a really good place for you in terms of growing. Otherwise, you can you can also just have like a really cool if you've got like a really cool company culture and you're very design centric. I also think that Instagram can be really good for you in terms of um, your process, your studio environment. You know some of the some of the process and collateral around how you design. If that is if that gives me FOMO, like I want to meet you and go to your studio and work with you because everything that you do looks amazing and so cool, then I think Instagram's also really good for that. Um, but if a firm isn't meeting those criteria, I yeah. think it is going to be like maybe a little bit more of a struggle. And I would probably suggest, you know, maybe, you know, try and go where all the other architects aren't and explore other options because there might be something mm -hmm. out there that's actually kind of easy for you to be one of the best at that doesn't involve, you know, the photographers you're hiring or the videographers that you're working with or all the sort of things that have become kind of standard fare on Instagram these days. Like it is super competitive on Instagram amongst architects. That's just the reality mm -hmm. of it. So if you want to compete, then go for it. But 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 it don't, you know, don't be close-minded to other other options as well. Okay. So what other options should they be exploring, do you reckon? I'm gonna ask you that one, Amy. <laughs> Oh, I, d I think it really comes always has to come back to who's your audience and and where where are they um, where are they going? You know, it's I think you know Instagram is great and I think you're right. Like a lot of a lot of 
practices go on there because it's visual and they enjoy it themselves. But then, but then sometimes it's not actually getting um, the return for them because it's that's not actually where the audience is. You know, their industry's there and they get great accolades amongst their peers, but yeah. um, they're not actually getting the clients out of it. So um, I think there's I think there's a bit of a return to email marketing. I think it's coming back again a bit, um, but also a bit of snail mail like just regular post stuff like where you can make something that's really beautiful and tactile and um and tangible that people can come back to i think you know in this age of where everything's um very digital and digital overload i think people are getting tired and i think there's there's this opportunity there that people aren't really using so um, perhaps there's something in that i i I think it you really still have to come back to your audience and, and where are they where are they sitting and how can i reach in the best way yeah. I mean, at the moment here in the UK, people aren't back in their offices yet. Um, and that's still yeah. kind of gradually being phased in. So, but, but I do, I mean, I look, who doesn't love getting a beautiful piece of mail? I mean, I do. <laughs> I still do. It's, it's still really, really lovely. Um, and I'm interested what the others think of that too, though. I like, I, Nikita, I'd love to hear what you thought on that too. I, I hope um, it is kind of emails and that, but I also think, I mean, I don't know, probably you guys probably know better than me, but, um, I guess a step back from marketing is this idea of, you know, what you want to be known for and what's that. I always think of it as um, I have this, I guess, a framework called the architect's blueprint to becoming unforgettable or memorable. And it's, you need two things. You need to stand out and then you need to stand for something. And, and the sweet spot where those two yeah. things meet, it's this idea of visible expertise. So you're known for that thing. And what I have seen a, a little bit of late is people are and this I guess could be another whole podcast episode this idea of niching and you know yeah. being known for that one thing and I've seen a few websites like I think it's Eon Design they're just focusing on restaurants and another and I guess client. once you oh my god <laughs> really yeah Dave I'm I am really oh god. yeah Literally. Dave is everywhere <laughs> My particularly, this is just a, prom- a promo for Dave's client. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm trying to have a sponsored sponsor segue in Nikita, the middle. Nikita, my invoice is in the post. Mate, it's coming via snail mail. Thank you. 15, net 15, please. It better look pretty. Um, <laughs> sorry. I, I promise I yeah. won't do that again. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, there's a lot. And there's that, you know, um, Vale Architects, Scott Valentine, he's doing, um, is he your client too? No, no. no. So he's um, doing hospitality um, design and focusing on that. So I think, yeah, with this niche, like, and once you have a focus, then you're marketing it kind of, you can do things like email marketing and that because you are more focused and you know, you have a clear idea of who your audience, as Amy said, is. So, yeah. And they've all got specific things that they need from you as well, isn't it? So it makes it easier to talk to them as well, isn't it? I think that's kind of it. Yeah. But it, it's interesting because stuff like email, there are there have been people saying, oh, well, email's dead and all this kind of stuff. But I really don't think it is because um, I was listening to something before this and actually listening to the whole thing around privacy and the rise of privacy and Facebook kind of and, and Apple having their kind of spat at the moment and what's going to happen in terms of cookies. So I think that whole thing of owning data and privacy is going to definitely be something that people are going to be having to deal with and face and ads aren't going to be as targeted and things like that. So I think having your own data and being able to talk to people is going to be the way forward. But I don't think we necessarily do that in the industry that often. Sorry, Nikita. 
Sorry, I, sorry to interrupt. I was just going to say when, um, for me personally, I don't know if Amy agrees, but like when we talk about email marketing, it isn't these like beautiful newsletters that, you know, take weeks to put together. Because I think there's that misconception in the industry yeah. as well. Like, they're it's got really to be the most beautiful thing in the world. <laughs> but we're like, what are you trying to say? You know, like one sentence, like somewhere. You don't need words. But I think. No, yeah, okay. Um, but I think it's more about, yeah, just having like just straight text emails that are engaging and, you know, collecting that that first name of the person so you can integrate it in and make it feel like an email to the like that one-on-one conversation. I think that just needed to be, yeah, clarified as well. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with that 100%. Like I always have this discussion when I first raise, all right, it's email marketing time with my clients and they're like, email marketing, oh, God. I'm like, no, 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 not, not like the big chunky newsletters, like emails that start like, hi, Dave, you know, da, 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 thanks, you know, like just normal emails. And it's, it's just about using email to communicate with, you know, a, a more than one person at a time is is the is the simple idea. Yeah, and I think why in principle we're all going towards email marketing or this using email more um, is that I think it's this recognition that like you're not going to be able to always go out there and find new people, new people, new people in your marketing and your comms. Like you're eventually going to have to focus on the audience of like however many true fans that you currently have and mm. actually do more with them. Um, and it's a much easier sell, email, isn't it? They're already bought into you. They're already bought yeah. into you. And I think what I've noticed over time is that architects actually really suck on the follow through. <laughs> like what happens after you, <laughs> like after you get published and they see you for the first time and they come to your website, what happens after that? Usually not very much. We don't actually make much of an effort or devote much energy to like interaction number two, three, four, five, six with those people. So yeah. mm-hmm. I think that's why we're super focused on email. Also like on Instagram, we're thinking about Instagram stories because that's more directed towards your like existing followers um, and trying to be more engaging to your like current audience. And that's where content comes in, writing comes in, video comes in and stuff like that. Um, So yeah, like anything that is about getting like squeezing more opportunity out of the people that already are aware of you, I think is like good marketing to be doing right now. Definitely. Yeah, I would agree on that hundred percent. So how can you get your existing customers to do more? Any kind of tips or ideas, Amy? I think I think it's got to be I think it's based on values like how like what's the impact or the value that marketing is going to have for a practice like wh- what is the end result for them you know um, it probably depends on a lot of their goals and what, what they're trying to achieve and their and where they're heading a little bit too but um, I, I think it's really got to be based on on the value of what you can provide for them and and how that can help their business move forward. So there's a kind of rise of kind of new features on certain platforms and new I guess new features on platforms like things like the creator modes on LinkedIn and also, you know, m- more stuff in terms of Instagram lives. And also, I guess the new things like Clubhouse or, you know, Twitter spaces. Mm. I mean, how can people kind of get to grips with them and even should they? I'm going to throw that one to you, Nikita. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess the way I approach it is that you, again, it goes back to that ideal client. Like if, if your goal, it depends on what your marketing objectives are, obviously, like there's lots of different ones. It could be, you know, to raise your awareness locally or it could be um, to be known for a certain one thing. Or, But, I mean, if it is to get more projects or a steady flow of projects, then I think, um, yeah, like it's about 
I guess, consistency and, and being in front of them. Because I think the biggest thing um, is that the design sales cycle, it is slow. So it is being about mem- like memorability because someone could be ready to hire an architect today or in three years. But if you're not yeah. there when they are looking to hire someone, then that's kind of where it. So I think consistency is key. Did that? Wait, what was your? Oh, sorry, is that the question? <laughs> what was I'm just like? I think consistency is key. <laughs> it was just I was talking mainly about you know the kind of the new channels that are coming up and the new I mean there's always new features on social media at the moment isn't there and I think I was listening to something beforehand and it was basically saying there's like 500 million new users have come on on board globally yeah. on social media in the past year which is insane. Um, but it, yeah, I, I, think, it, I guess it's yeah. like new thing of you got stuff like Clubhouse and there's a lot to keep up with. Well, and I think, Dave, you could probably speak to this better, but I, I think also, like, you've got to ask, like, as Amy says, well, like, how many clients do you need? Is that yeah. following or being on Clubhouse, like, 24-7 worth it? Or, like, I mean, how many projects do you need to, to be successful? Like, maybe those 100,000 followers on Instagram that you're chasing is really not worth it. So ask yourself, like, where are my ideal clients hanging out? Um, you know, like the really, really good ones and how do I get in front of them? And it, it might only be five people, as we just said for the email list. It might only be 10 super fans, but that's all you need. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. So, so true. And Dave, should I be on Clubhouse? Are you on Clubhouse? No. Yeah, I am, <laughs> but I just ignore it. I was so bullish on it. I even, I, but, you know, architects were jumping onto it. The first couple of weeks it came out, I had um, architects booking meetings with me going like, could we pay you to like talk to us about our, our, our Clubhouse strategy? And I was like, I only literally signed up for it yesterday, but yes, I can talk to you about it. <laughs> so, so no, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you need to just go rushing onto any, any new platform, although they do, you know, whatever. It's always good to like, the best way to learn about something new is just to like go and try it out as I mentioned earlier but um, with most of the time and most of these new platforms that spring up eventually they're going to become part of Instagram and Facebook anyway so um, Clubhouse has already been taken into Twitter spaces Instagram is going to have some sort of like stories based spaces Um, I don't know what they're going to call it but you'll be able to click on stories and there'll be a group of people having a chat and I think that will be absolutely massive for architects when they can start having like industry kind of chit chat conversations about you know issues in the industry and the public can join in on that i think that'll be really Mm. interesting that's probably the boring version the fun version is probably talking about homes and renovations and and all this sort of stuff but any any sort of niche within architecture there'll be like rooms where people can talk about it which will be great um, and it will be such a game changer to like hear architects' voices for the first time because 99.5% yeah. of architects have not been a guest on a podcast. They don't have any videos on YouTube and their voice has never been heard on the internet in the history of the world. So, <laughs> and because their voice is missing, you really don't know who they are as a person. But they just speak for themselves. Com- Sorry. Yeah, which is, po- which is pointless, which is absolutely, yeah, which is absolutely pointless because it comes back to Nikita's point about likability. Um, likability is like massively important and yeah. it instantly, you know, audio helps people to be more likable. So, but basically I think like the only social media channels that anybody needs to really be thinking about is Instagram, um, uh where am I going with this? Yeah, Instagram, LinkedIn is very legit, particularly even if you are residential, but definitely if you're non-residential. And a, a very legit competitor is TikTok. And that will be 
enormous. That's like escape velocity. Velocity like Instagram is not just going to consume TikTok. That's going to be its own thing, and it's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And so I think it would be worthwhile for firms to think about doing that. Think about experimenting with TikTok because everybody's using it. It's much more enjoyable than Instagram, and million miles more enjoyable than Facebook. So it will do well. Um, but and it's you know, younger, isn't it? It's a younger it audience, isn't it? It's a younger mm. audience, but Instagram was a younger audience. You know, like Once, I think my mom's on TikTok. Up. You know, <laughs> I feel like everybody. You know, it 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 goes up generations like quickly, like within a six month time frame. It'll be like everybody, everybody will be using these sorts of things. Um, maybe not six months, maybe a year and six months, but you know, within a window. Um, and if you look at, you know, if you go on TikTok and look at like the architecture or interior design hashtags and see the kind of views and likes and engagement that some of these really amateurish videos are ranking up, racking up from people that have really like very basic, basic design stuff going on. It's pretty, there's pretty good opportunity there for architects, I think. Ah, so TikTok. I yeah, that's my tried. tip of the day. Get on TikTok. <laughs> it's also very fun and addictive and you'll just, yeah, you'll get completely sucked into it. So yeah, go on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't checked it out. Always worry, I'll get pulled down the rabbit hole with with TikTok, mm. and I'll never get out again. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> if I lie down on if I lie down on the on the couch and start opening up TikTok, it's like you know, it's like tomorrow morning before I'm even like. <laughs> are, you, are you doing like, dance like, as well, Dave? Or like, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't move. I don't even twitch a muscle. It's literally my thumb muscle. Just. <laughs> just watching <laughs> but yeah. actually i have to admit though sometimes i do kind of go tick it up and actually look at it like i kind of break it down and kind of think how are they doing this video and what is it they're doing and, and you kind of use that as inspiration there's some great stuff yeah. out there like really really mm. really good stuff when you kind mm. of break it down yeah. and, and see how it all works but that's my no, i think head. actually um i think i think other creatives are using that space really well yeah. You know, like TikTok and Reels as well on Instagram. I think other creatives like, um, you know, like people who are doing ceramic art or um, or painters or um, craft makers and things like that that are, you know, I know that's not architecture, but I think in that creative industry and in that design industry, they're really showing their um, their process yeah. in, a, in a great way, you know, and they're being imaginative and they're being creative about how they're going about it. And I think there's something that can be learned there um, you know, that architects can look at or designers can look at and think, oh, how, how they're doing that, how can I apply that to, to my process, you know. I, sometimes I think architects tend to undervalue their process. I think they just think it's all about this end image and how beautiful it looks in, as a finished product. But yeah. um, I think what generally audiences more broadly are interested in is that process and how they got to that point, you know. Um, that's the creativity that um, makes people want to, um, employ them and to make them want to engage them as an architect for their for their project um you you're kind of the markedly uh stories on instagram are brilliant by the way amy and oh thank you how do you tackle them and how what's your kind of what's your approach i thought on this question because i want to copy it <laughs> <laughs> um, do you mean like on instagram stories yeah, in instagram stories yeah because you post quite a lot on there and i always kind of think how do you I find do. inspiration uh, to post and all of that kind of stuff this well, is I, like well Maybe the inspiration to post is because I haven't done anything on my regular feed for a little while. Mm. And that's, I think that generally comes from when I get really busy. I'm like, oh, my God, I, that's just going to the bottom of the list. And I'm just like every other client that I tell not to do that. Yeah. And I actually do the same thing that they do. Um, 
But I think in stories, like I genuinely, genuinely like to just share things that are of value to people, you know, or or if it's fun or something that I've seen that's interesting or I think that would be useful for them um, as a practice. I think the biggest part for me is, is it valuable? Like what I'm putting out there, is this, is this valuable? Is this actually what they want to hear from me? You know, yeah. do, do they just want to see me posting another architecture building? Probably not because, I mean, they're already following that. The reason that they follow me is because they want advice and they want direction on marketing, right? So yeah. um, whether that's um, sharing my own stuff or sharing other people's things, like I love to share um, what other professionals in the marketing in- industry um, are doing because I think that's useful. Like, um, it doesn't have to be all about me selling what I'm doing. Um, I, I know when I follow other people, I'm kind of interested what's happening more broadly for them in their industry too. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And now we're going to move on to LinkedIn. Nikita, what's your approach to LinkedIn? Oh, <laughs> I'll go get well. a coffee, Amy. Do you want to join me? I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll say, I mean, my, I, the thing is, is my approach, like, in all honesty, is not very strategic. I just kind of um, have, like, a running list of ideas and when they kind of spring to my head, you know, I just write them down and then, yeah, it is quite, like, unedited, my LinkedIn. So if I feel something and that's something I'm quite passionate about, I will just write it. And I think maybe my voice on LinkedIn is quite... Um, I don't know, I I guess it's quite straightforward and direct and sometimes it can be (laughs) perceived, I don't know, like, look, let's be honest, like, I've had both Dave and Amy probably in this, but, like, I've had a lot of, like, not trolls, but, like, haters, I would say, that have Mm. really, you know, sent me, like, nasty DMs, which is fine. I think the the thing is is I'm trying to build a a conversation, I think, um, around certain issues that maybe architects feel a bit uncomfortable you know, for example, um, my last post, which got a bit of traction, was I, I started to feel I'm in the in the process of making a course, a 12-week course to help architects get their website done. And um, I've been wondering whether, you know, like a cohort of architects would be open to swapping ideas because I am part of the copywriting community and we are always, you know, giving each other templates and yep. this is how I present. Yeah, sharing is part of it because we are all in it together to build and, you know, we can all raise our rates as and value as copywriters if we do it. And I haven't found my experience of the architecture industry to be the same. So I did post on LinkedIn kind of saying, why don't architects like to share? And, um, and that was your headline, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> And, yeah, I mean, and that's it. Like, I want to hear what other people have to say because, look, at the end of the day, I am not an architect. Um, I just don't have what it takes. Um, and But I, I want to learn about my audience, which are architects. So the more it's almost like, um, I guess, a market research tool for me, like to understand, like, you know, what I'm putting out there is of value or, you know, where am I getting it wrong? So, yeah. So va- vanity um, metrics on that post, what were you looking at on that? What metrics did you get for it what? on that post? Oh, for me? Oh, van- oh, sorry. I thought you said like vanity project. No, I'm yeah. no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just used the word. I said, not your company, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> guys, I've been fringing on my trademark here. <laughs> um, I can't remember. I think it was around like 14,000, 15,000 views. And then, um, yeah, like. Again, I'm not very into the met. Like I don't know, but I mean, in terms of comments, I think that that hit a high number. Um, I also, what was it? 
Yeah, once I wrote a post that got a lot of um, backlash was kind of like your work don't, doesn't speak for itself, you know, and a lot of people were like, yeah, it does, like, people, you know, and so, like, you know, my, my take was that, no, it's really about um, using words and, yeah, it, it's interesting, like, to see what, yeah, architects think. Um, but it's interesting because you're, yeah. I guess, like, your message isn't actually, it's, it's the truth. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> but I guess it's... <laughs> well, that's true, I mean, but, I, honest, I, but it's quite hard for people to hear because people don't always want to yeah, hear I the think, truth. Yeah, and as, um, you know, as you guys know, like the architecture industry, I think it was up until the 1970s, that like marketing was like taboo. Like you were, it was illegal. Yeah. Like you were not allowed to, you know, market... You just had to have your shingle and, you know, hung and people, that's how they stumbled upon your work and that's how they came across you. But, yeah, and I think that's more so in America um, than Australia, I would say. But it is kind of, I always think of it like a bad hangover. You know, it's just like lingering, this, like, idea. It's just we need to kind of, like, you know, move with the times and kind of get over it and say, well, okay, that, I mean, the reality is, is you are, even though you're passionate about architecture and it is your you know, your love of your life. Like at the end of the day, it is a business that you guys are running. So if you want clients to make you money, so then you can keep practicing architect. Like that is the reality. So marketing isn't dirty. Like it's, yeah. No, but that is such an interesting debate. Yeah, marketing is not a dirty word. But um, in terms of should all architects be on LinkedIn? I'm going to ask that question to you, Dave. Yeah, I think what's so interesting about Nikita's LinkedIn strategy is one of the one of the common issues, one of the most frustrating things about LinkedIn is that you post something and it's just like crickets. The the like mm. in the engagement level is often so low. You might have the same sort of regular people that support your posts, like your kind of super fans, and they will be jumping in to go, you know, good job, well done. But it's actually really hard to get people to to respond, to, yeah. to, to respond on the platform. And I think that's because they don't actually they're not actually checking it that often and and, and various kind of other reasons. But like so and if your post doesn't start getting quite like engagement early on it'll usually drop off quite quickly so i think what's great mm-hmm. about what nikita's done is um found, found a way to get some people to kind of take the bait a little bit and then <laughs> and start a discussion and once a discussion kicks off a post can just like go to the moon at that point on linkedin yeah so i think for for architects being on there it's um it's a really good place to be if you're a somebody who is very much like an encourager of other people and is wanting to be on there every day to just make positive, good contributions to other people in your industry, even other, and especially other disciplines, I would be not so much focusing on architects. If you're an architect, I'd be focusing on builders that you work with, suppliers, like people like that, that you've got these important relationships with and you want to kind of encourage and be there to sort of support their businesses. And there's this sort of mutual, you know, relationship that you, there's this camaraderie Mm. and there's this really like rewarding relationship that can develop with other people. Like for me, the people that I engage with on LinkedIn, when I do go on LinkedIn, uh, (laughs) the people I'm looking to engage with are not architects. They're actually you guys and other marketing people. And I know that's a little bit insular, but like, for me, that's the value of LinkedIn is like, it's not necessarily about mm. trying to directly engage your customers, it's, but it's about going, who are, the, who are the relationships, the professional relationships that you actually need to survive in your, in your industry? And, and so I, I think it's like a little bit about that. So an architect that's like down with that and is a very sort of generous and community-oriented person, I think it's a good place to be there. But if you're going to be the person who does like your own posts like Nikita, 
you have to be prepared to actually have an opinion and stand up for yourself and defend what you think and be open to being criticized and be comfortable with maybe, you know, being wrong in some people's eyes or having them, you know, gossip about you behind your back at the next, you know, institute soiree. Like there's always that risk. You <laughs> that know? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not speaking from personal experience, but I'm, ca- I'm, ta- I'm tapping into the deep seated nightmares of architects, which is that they'll be at the next, you know, awards jury. And it's like, Oh, look, there's such and such who had that to say on LinkedIn. They think they're really special. You know, there's always this fear of criticism <laughs> and judgment from your peers in the industry, but you just mm. have to be prepared to sort of tough it out and, and, and do that because you need to have an opinion that it actually is not just trying to please everybody on LinkedIn, I think. And that's why you need to look at Nikita and not be afraid to be like, I'm going to occasionally have something to say. Because if you're not going to do that on LinkedIn, you're not going to really get great results, I don't think. Um, But it doesn't mean that you have to be like, here's the problem with, you know, here's the problem with people that are like designing houses. Here's my beef with, that would be the Nikita strategy. Like, yeah, this is what I hate about all my new clients. Like, like, like that's like, that's definitely, that's like definitely a strategy. But, you know, I think, I think also, you know, being, you know, I, can I just add one final thing? I know I'm kind of carrying on with this answer a little bit. No, but also, it, it is a business platform and I find, at least in my clients, people, clients that post content that is kind of reflecting on some of their learnings as business owners yeah. um, about co- company culture, about hiring people, about communicating, about building relationships, about delivering quality work, like hard, good times, bad times, things they've learned, things they've picked up, yeah. you know, the little things. Those are the things that tend to really catch on and go viral as posts. It's like most you know, observations sort of, of your so, day-to-day, right? I mean, you see something Observations go, of your day-to-day. Yeah. That that uh, they're not about architecture. You're an architect. You're obviously reminding people that you exist and what you do and building up your audience on there. But you could just be talking about what it's like owning a small business. It's challenging to own a small business, but that's what you're going to have in common with everyone else on LinkedIn. They also, uh, uh, a lot of the people there are also going to be having challenges running their own small businesses. That's what they're going to be able to relate to. So that type of content. If you're interested in business and you see yourself as a business person, um, LinkedIn could also be a really good place for you. Thanks for listening to part two of my interview with Amy, Dave and Nikita. If you like the show, please do share it with people that you know who may find it of interest as it really does help us to spread the word. Make sure you look out for part three next time. <laughs>